Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. For those of you who missed the uh, our our end of your end of year Zoom chat, we're going to have that. It's already on YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and write the a little quick quick blog for it on uh, politicsandright.com and place that there. But we had a great time with a lot of you. I got to see. Your faces for the very first time. Great seeing everybody. Thank you so kindly for having been out there. We had a good time. We had some good conversation. I learned a lot as usual. Well, you know, I'm a sponge. Uh, I will always learn, figure out what people are doing, where they're coming from, etc., etc., etc. So thank you so kindly for having been there. We had a good time. Anyhow, folks, we're going to have a good show for you today. We are back again. Oh, you know, there you go. Bridge is always ready. Bridge is on the money. Thank you very much, Bridge, for um, for going ahead and putting that out there. I think that's. A, I imagine that is the link to the to the thing. Uh, anyway, uh, we had a great time, and uh, again, we had people from all strides coming out. It was very, very, very good. Anyhow, um, we are going to do that a little bit more uh, more frequently. Uh, I hope we, we had about, at the high, I think we had about 17 people that came on. Uh, as we get more, you know, as people get more comfortable, I expect to see a whole lot more. Uh, we were able to leave all the mics open, which means people could come in as they like. And you know what? We, I just love the, the politics done right posse because people are so respectful in the way when somebody starts talking, the person who started first automatically continues and the others are... I mean, we, we just have a respectful bunch. That's all I'm going to say. We have a respectful bunch. I want to thank you guys so kindly for being who you are. Anyhow, what is the show going to be about today again? Let me see. What is it? Oh, Greg Palast is back today. Is the last day of voter early voting in Georgia, and of course the shenanigans continue. So Greg is going to be with us to tell us a little bit about that. Greg also did a video that I want to uh, that I want to put out there as well. Yeah, Bridge. The next we're not going to use that as an excuse the next time for your for you to use a picture instead of a video, Bridge. You know what I mean, Bridge? Just messing with you, Bridge. Bridge MCP. Anyhow, uh, anyhow, folks. As I said before. Uh, Greg Palace is going to be with us. The lines in Georgia are long, but progressive voters are persistent because we need those two senators. What is at stake here? Greg Palace is going to tell us. But look, folks, let me tell you. We don't know if those two senators are going to win. But what we do know is that we don't know yet and that we can make it happen. We have to be on those folks in Georgia, we got to be calling friends up and say, hey, get your friends and your friends of friends and friends of friends of friends and friends to go out there and vote. 
because the fact that Donald Trump could pull and find 74 million people to vote in this entire election, which is equivalent to more than Hillary Clinton get more, got, more than uh, President Obama got, more. Th- I mean, it, it is, it is mind boggling that he was able to do that, but he did it. So Georgia, we need you so badly, Georgia. We need you guys to go out there and vote, Georgia. The country depends on you now, Georgia. If we want policies out there that are going to be good for everybody, we need to have Georgia on our minds. And Georgia right now is on my mind. So please, Georgia, please go out there. Please go out there and vote. Please go out there and vote in very large numbers. But before we get started... The art of the deal. Remember that? The art of the deal was what Donald Trump was all about. I saw this, I think it was yesterday, and I said, you know what? I got to play this for my folks. Check this out. The art of the deal. It goes like this. Quote, you can't con people, at least not for long. You can create excitement. You can do wonderful promotion and get all kinds of press. And you can throw in a little hyperbole. But if you don't deliver the goods, people will eventually catch on been thinking a lot about that quote as Trump's disastrous presidency nears its merciful end, along with one of his tweets, because there's always a tweet, from 2013. If the Republicans need a chief negotiator, I am always available or can recommend some really good ones. Well, they got him as their chief negotiator. Lucky them. So let's look at how he's done over these past four years. Remember Trump's courtship of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un? Trump even said the two leaders fell in love. And after they met, Trump confidently proclaimed there is no longer a nuclear threat from North Korea. But as someone once said, you can't con people, at least not for long. The North Korean nuclear threat never went away. In fact, Bloomberg reported yesterday that Kim Jong-un's nuclear weapons got more dangerous under Trump. Okay, so maybe he failed abroad, but what about at home? Remember this? We'll be terminating Obamacare, and we'll be replacing it with so many different options. But you'll have great health care at a fraction, a fraction of the cost. Sounds great. I don't seem to remember that magical plan ever appearing, though, in actual reality. House Republicans did partially repeal Obamacare, without replacing it. And Trump held a big party in the Rose Garden to celebrate art of the deal. But even that half measure failed, thanks in part to a thumbs down from John McCain in the Senate. And despite presumably having been at least dimly aware of the wrenching debate over the initial passage of Obamacare, Trump in 2017 claimed that, quote, nobody knew that healthcare could be so complicated. Uh, Yeah, we knew. Which brings us to the new COVID relief bill. Trump sat out the negotiations over the bill, then intimated after a deal was finally reached that he would veto it before heading to Florida to spend the weekend tweeting and golfing as millions of Americans suffered. Senator Lindsey Graham had to convince Trump to sign the bill in between drives. Hit a shot, take a phone call. Hit a shot, talk about what's a good deal, Graham said. Trump ultimately signed the bill and got nothing out of his tantrum. The bill didn't change. All Trump did was create headaches for his party by belatedly backing a Democratic demand for $2,000 direct payments. 
Trump forcing sycophants like Louis Gohmert to choose between their right-wing ideology and their loyalty to the president. Gohmert opposed the $2,000 payments yesterday, which raises the question, Congressman, why don't you support the president you're so desperate to keep in office? Look, Donald Trump has had four years to prove himself the ultimate dealmaker. What he has proven instead is the truth of a line from his own book that almost certainly came from his ghostwriter. If you don't deliver the goods, people will eventually catch on. If you don't deliver the goods, people will eventually catch on. Well, at least 81 million people did catch on and made sure that Donald Trump did not continue his conning behavior. The 74 million, let's make them our friends. Let's engage them. Let's talk to them. I know some of you find that difficult to do. That's okay. I am willing to do it. And let's get a few others who are willing to do it. Let's have a little talk with them. Anyhow, folks, uh, so, so anyhow, uh, welcome aboard, Daryl Lissinger. Welcome aboard, Sharon McMillan. Welcome aboard, Brian MCP, Tom Hines. Welcome aboard, uh, 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 Joe Kissinger. Welcome, uh, Linda Joe Kissinger. Welcome aboard, everybody. Deborah John, welcome aboard. Thank you guys so kindly for being here. Hey, I want to talk to Tom Hines. Tom Hines says, I am so tired of folks voting against their own interests. And you know what I like about a lot of the youngsters that are running for Congress? They are to the point. They are media savvy. And they know what they're doing. I ran across this article in Daily Coast that I want you guys to take a look at. This article in Daily Coast reveals or talks about what Asaf did to Fox News. You have got to see this. You have got to listen to this. Let's go ahead and play this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Right now, we have a crisis of corruption in American politics. And since we're live on Fox, let me take this opportunity to address directly the Fox audience. We have two United States senators in Georgia who have blatantly used their offices to enrich themselves. This is beyond partisanship. And the reason to your question that I talk so much about health and jobs and justice for all the people is that we can unite behind that program. We've lost nine rural hospitals in Georgia in 10 years. We can reopen them. We can invest in infrastructure to build jobs, revitalize our communities, create opportunity, raise the minimum wage so that people doing an honest week's work can not just survive but can thrive. And yes, pass landmark civil rights and voting rights legislation to secure equal justice for all. And I humbly and respectfully request the support of everyone who is tuned in on Fox right now. And I'd love for you to log on to electjohn, electjon.com. That's electjon.com. Make a contribution to our efforts here in Georgia. And one more quick one while we've got you. Any, any concern that the allegations of wrongdoing against Reverend Warnock could possibly be a drag on the Democratic ticket next week? None whatsoever. Reverend Warnock addressed this issue a year ago. And here's the bottom line. Kelly Leffler has been campaigning with a Klansman. Kelly Leffler has been campaigning with a Klansman. And so she is stooping to these vicious personal attacks to distract from the fact that she's been campaigning with a former member of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, we deserve better than that here in Georgia. 
and I want to encourage everybody to make a plan to vote on Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Right. Thank you, Mr. Ossoff, very much. I, All right. I, I don't know you if you guys understand. Right. Peter Ducey uh, with the Ossoff campaign there. Peter. I don't know if you understand what it took for the producer at Fox News to f- try to figure out, do I cut it or is it going to be too obvious? Do I take this off the air or not? And the young reporter that, that got that Ossoff really threw under the bus... This young reporter, he knows the question that he has coming up next. He wants to disparage Reverend Warnock, right? But Asaf did not leave any spaces for the... For, and this is what I talk about, young people being very good and media savvy. When you're talking, right, to these reporters, what you have to do is when they don't want to hear you anymore, they are waiting for that gap to jump in. Otherwise, it looks like you're on top of each other, right? And that's what reporters know they shouldn't do. So he goes out there, and what what Asaf did is he had a continuum of message. He continues the message. And notice how the things that he wanted to stress how he did it. She campaigned with a Klansman. And he didn't end it there. He said it once again. She campaigned with a Klansman. She is walking around with a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And, she, and watch how he continues. He kept a steady pace and he made sure to get the message in. These two people are profiting from COVID. I mean, Asaf is great in the way he used the live Fox News. Again, this was live. So he did it live on air so the entire audience got a chance to see it. And then now, of course, it goes viral because it's on Daily Coast and it's everywhere else. This is how we as progressive or those who are progressive Democrats are supposed to do it. They are supposed to know how to hit and they are supposed to know how to continue to twist the hit. Asaf gets an A-plus for that one. So uh, what I wanted to tell you, um, the Heinz, is that you're right. These people always vote against their own interests. They vote against their own interests because of the messaging they hear from Fox News, because of the messaging they hear from their, their, their preachers, which are in most of these preachers, and I'm, I don't say this at all, uh, I say this knowing what I'm saying. Most of their preachers are evil because their preachers know that they're hurting their pew and they continue to do what is necessary to hurt their pew because they profit from it. So these people are not bad people. These people are confused. These people were confused by selective messaging, very well-designed selective messaging by the people they trust. And what Asaf did there is Asaf was on their channel. And by doing this on their channel, and by doing it in the tonality that he used, it made it plausible to many of those who were listening. When he talks about bread and butter issues, think about this. Nine hospitals are, have been closed in Georgia. We are going to reopen them. What That one or two sentences says the following. COVID is real. You know it now. You know a lot of people with COVID and you know you have to run to other places to get hospitalization. I am going to open those hospitals in rural areas. It won't get him all the rural votes. But for somebody who's talking about that, it's going to say who has a cousin 
who has uh, COVID and had to run to the city, they may say, oh, if I vote for Asaf, I won't tell my family, I won't tell my friends, but if I vote for Asaf, our hospital may come back. All of this is, but Asaf doing this one time is not enough. The messaging has to be there. Politics done right has to be messaging. TYT has to be messaging. All my brothers and sisters that are listening right now has to, have to be messaging. You know, at Daily Coast, when I, I write at Daily Coast as well. I'm a contributing editor at Daily Coast. And interestingly, right, um, a lot of times I would write an article and a lot of people at Daily Coast would come back and say, we know that. Or why are you writing this? Or why are you saying this again? To which I answer to them and I say, I know you know that. But the people in Tinbok 2 may not. And it's not only you who reads the Daily Coast or, or, or these progressive sites. If somebody does a search on rural hospitals, and after I write the article for this, this clip that I'm going to take out, I am going to write about rural hospitals, and I'll put that as a key as well. And the next time somebody searches for rural hospitals, they won't only pick up Fox News saying, the rural hospitals uh, are not really necessary, or, or Obamacare doesn't really close the rural hospital. They will also get my Daily Coast article, my EgbertoWillis.com article, my PoliticsDoneRight.com article that says rural hospitals will be maintained if you go and vote for people who are willing to do it. Democrats. And a lot of people are going to do it. They may not tell you they are going to do it, but a lot of people will do it. That is what I'm talking about messaging. Um, I, I'm going to skip the next Greg Palace for a bit to tell you something that I had in my, my that I wanted to talk to you guys about because I put the third item, the third thing I said. Progressives need to speak the English of Joe Blow if they are going to gain the following of more people. What do I mean by that? I want to check this out. I've been watching uh, MSNBC all morning, all morning. And guess what I've been hearing a lot about? Food insecurity. Food insecurity. Most of you progressives, most of us progressives, we understand food insecurity. We understand income inequality. We understand wealth disparity. And I talk about that a lot. But we need to migrate those words. We need to tell people, those of you who are starving in the rural area, we are going to fix that for you. Those of you who are suffering from food insecurity... They're not feeling food insecurity. They're feeling hungry. Those of you who are at the bottom of the totem pole, those of you who are, are, are suffering from income inequality, income inequality doesn't mean much if your income is not equal to the other person's income. It, it means if your income inequality is causing you to suffer. So we are going to pay you so that you can afford to live. We are going to make sure you can afford to live because right now they're not doing that for you. So, and I have to learn that myself, right? We have to start speaking in language that a lot of these people can understand because food insecurity sounds very, 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 very kind of Ivy League. Income inequality as well sounds kind of Ivy League. But that you don't make enough to survive, I can get that. That you're starving. I can also get that. So let's remember those kinds of things and 
when we're talking, when we're writing our issues and so forth. And also, please, brothers and sisters, on when you're on Facebook, when you're on Twitter, do not fear repeating yourself. Repeat things over and over and over again. Repeat. Repeat. Say the same things. You're not going to be talking to the same people. And for those that you're talking to that read it again, it'll reinforce it for them. But please, let's not let's learn something from the right wing. And they know how to sing, repeat and sing. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Anyhow, Greg Palast. Greg Palast, my brother. Greg. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Brother in California has been spending a lot of time in Georgia. And he's been finding a lot of things in Georgia. Last report from Georgia. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. Didn't cut one white humbling site. Some people are saying they're waiting an hour and a half. What happened here in Cobb County? They cut from 11 voting places during the general election down to five for the runoff. Knowing knowing that during the general election they had three-hour lines with 11 places. When I came here uh, to early vote, as this is where I came to early vote for the presidential election, um, and then I found out this place was closed. So looks like, be, looks like I'll be uh, trying to go to another location at some point. And they knew that it was going to result in long lines. And they have done nothing to help voters. They cut places knowing that they uh, would make it harder for people to get to the polling places. But look at where they cut them, Greg. Uh They didn't cut one white polling site. They cut all of the polling sites they cut were black and brown polling sites predominantly. Was that just an accident? No. Come on, Barbara. No, it was targeted. It's what we call targeted voter suppression. And it's wrong because they knew that it would make it harder for people to get to these sites. They knew it was going to result in long A lines. They knew this, but they did it anyway. No, I I didn't hear about the closures. Um, I imagine it will deter some people. Uh, You know, I imagine some people probably made some plans to go early vote on a specific day like I did in the past. And it was closer during the general election that um, I don't know why it wasn't a part of it, but... Yeah, I think it is affecting a lot of people getting out here, but I think they'll still make the sacrifice because they see the importance of it.
We spent All right, I wanted to show that because this is what uh, Greg Palace has been going back and forth between California and Georgia. In fact, they just sued uh, the state of Georgia several times, actually. And he's going to be on with us after uh, in a little bit. But, you know, uh, what I want to ask you, anybody that's on, on YouTube right now, please consider hitting that join button and become a part of our uh, Bridge MCP named PDR Posse. Please become a, become a part of our PDR Posse by clicking on that join button. Alternatively, you can also hit that dollar sign and say, I want to go ahead and give Egberto a super chat. After all, it's the end of the year. And we want to make sure and help this program stay alive. So either go click the join button or go ahead and click a dollar sign for a super chat that you have on there if, you, if you're so inclined to do. Uh, if you're not on YouTube and you want to become a part of our YouTube posse, please be sure to go to, YouTube, to politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Politicsunright.com slash YouTube. And that will allow anybody, whether you are on YouTube Live, Periscope, or Facebook, or or um, or Twitch, to go ahead and click on that link, uh, politicsandright.com slash YouTube, and you can become a part of our YouTube posse. Alternative, become a patron. Become a patron by going to politicsandright.com slash patron. That's politicsandright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, and, of course, we all, all of us who do this kind of work, we do accept PayPal. So go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You see that book on the screen? It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors? Please consider getting my book. You can get it at Amazon. Here is the link to get the book at Amazon. It's worth it. A lot of people like it. I got some great kudos even on our, our, our uh, chat last night. So thank you so kindly. I just love you guys. Thank you for those kudos that you gave last night on the book. Hey, Bridge MCP, thank you for that super chat. Bridge MCP just gave us a super chat. Lovely. Thank you so kindly. Uh, likewise, uh, oh, Facebook suspended you, J.A. Gonzalez. Well, come on. on. We love you every, anywhere you get to us. We love you. No problem, my brother. If you guys want to cut out the middle person for purchasing our, our stuff, just go ahead and go to our store, politicsunright.com slash store, politicsunright.com slash store. And by the way, on YouTube, you can also get our, our hoodies or T-shirts that says Politics Unright, and it have I support independent media or some other things. J.A. Gonzalez, welcome to support. Thank you very much for becoming a new supporter, J.A. Gonzalez. J.A. Gonzalez just became a new supporter. Others, uh, please click on that join button. Let's get busy and let's, let's start. Let's start. 2021 with power and when i say with power uh, i sent out a mailer today you know what i should actually uh give you guys the mailer that i send out today because what i wanted to do is like i said like i said in the mailer that i sent out today i uh, where is it at didn't i not did i not have that mailer didn't i send that out already i thought i sent it out what i had in the mailer is that what i want to do is I want to. I need some help with uh, producing. I need some help with doing some stuff on the wire, that sort of a thing. And you know, it's not the easiest thing to do, but but we do it. But anyhow, anyhow, going back to it, let's go ahead and play uh, Greg Palast. And what I'll do is I'll have a link to our newsletter in a little bit, and then we'll take it from there. 
Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Everybody knows that the eyes, the political eyes are now on Georgia. Georgia is going to determine the destiny of this country for the next few years. And right in the midst of this, we continue with the one and only investigative reporter, the guy who's been all over the world from the, from the uh, uh, Guardian to, the, to every news, major newspaper <laughs> around, the country, around the world. Greg Palace from gregpalast.com. How are you doing today, my friend? Okay, glad to be with you again, Egberto. Well, look, I understand. And in fact, I, I just watching MSNBC, I see all these lines that are wrapped around for blocks, for miles, for people attempting to vote, mostly in locations of people of color. Explain yes. to me what's going on. Explain to me what... Uh, you and the team are doing down there to try to mitigate much of what's going on. Okay, so we have a hell of a team down in Atlanta. Look, I've been covering um, Georgia, investigating vote suppression, Jim Crow tactics in Georgia for seven years. So while a lot of reporters are just suddenly discovering Georgia thing, Georgia's a swing state. They always thought it was deep south red, but they don't understand. As Martin Luther King III told me, uh, back uh, seven years ago when I started, he said, you know, Georgia's a blue state if they'd let us vote. So this is not really about Democrat or Republican. It's about right and wrong. They've been uh, the, the GOP. And I don't I'm not going to just pick on Republicans because, you know, I've as you know, I've investigated Democrats for vote shenanigans, too. But in Georgia, it is the Republican Party and its officials which have gone, which have used all these brand new, sophisticated Jim Crow tactics to remove voters. In particular, um, one of the things that uh, that I'm involved with in the Palace Investigative Fund, go to gregpalace.com, you'll check it out, is that black, I worked with, um, well, first of all, I found out uh, that the state had removed a third of a million people from the voter rolls before this election, before the general. A third of a million on the grounds that they left the state, that they'd moved, and obviously, Egberto, if you can't, if you don't live in Atlanta, you don't live in Georgia, you can't vote in Georgia because it's a felony crime to do so. So I checked into it um, and I hired the experts on where people live. It's known as the post office <laughs> and there are other uh, agencies. But um, and I checked with the post office, which you could do. You can hire a post office contractor. And the post office said 198,000. 351 people, almost 200,000 people never moved from Atlanta or Georgia, but they were removed from the voter rolls anyway. And this included Martin Luther King's 92-year-old cousin. I was there at the polls when she was thrown out. Also, we have um, uh, Mr. Diaz and Mr. Watson. We have uh, Ashley Jones. We have a bunch of people. And, and overwhelmingly, interestingly, these are voters of color. Now, there are some white people, but they tend to be young white students, including, by the way, my daughter, who is a voter in Savannah. So what's going on here? Um, this is hidden from the public eye. While the, while the, um, the mainstream press is praising, weirdly praising the official, the voting officials of Georgia saying, oh, they stood up to Trump. No, they didn't. Biden won by in didn't win by 12,000 votes. He won by over 112,000 votes. 
they didn't allow people to vote. They just couldn't steal enough to steal it for uh, Trump. But now we are into a dual U.S. Senate runoff, which will determine the fate of which party controls the U.S. Senate. Whoever wins this race controls the U.S. Senate. Everything's on the line. And so with Black Voters Matter, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson's organization, Rainbow Push, with the Southwest Voter Registration Education Project, which is like the big frontline Hispanic organization. Um, they've sued in federal court based on my findings, a report I did, in fact, released by the ACLU of Georgia. And based on those findings, they've sued in federal court to return these people to the voter rolls. Now, for, now the good news is that there will be a trial to get these people back on the voter rolls. The bad news is that uh, the judge turned down our demand to return them to voter rolls before this election on January 5. And he did so, and I'm going to be very blunt, something I'm going to say is very unusual. He did so because the state lied. They went into a federal court and they lied to a federal judge. They wrote letters to a federal judge, which are a lie. What's the lie? When we found out that you know, I didn't just guess that 198,351 people had been wrongly removed. I have all their names and addresses. They're still there. I've, I go to their homes. They're still there. Um, and so we checked with the post office. So the state lied and said they checked with the post office. Because you have to understand, checking with the post office if someone moved, it's just common sense at Berto. But it's more than common sense. It's federal law. The federal law says you have to check with the post office before you take away someone's vote on the grounds that they've left, that they've moved. So that's what uh, that's. So we sued, but we couldn't get the injunction because they lied. They said, oh, we did check with the post office. Now we'll we'll bust the lie, but not till the trial. Now, should somebody have to go to jail for actually lying to the court? I would hope so. I would hope so. Remember, right now, that's unlikely because. We don't have a justice department. We have an injustice department. And I'm hoping that that will change with Biden. Don't count on it. The Democratic Party has not been strong on voter protection. And I'm going to be very blunt about it. Um, Why is that? Timid. It's when they claim, claim, like to claim that. Well, that's a very interesting question. And, and I've, I'm asked that all the time. Well, where are the Democrats? And I won't say that they've completely disappeared because in Georgia, I mean, the clear leader of the Democratic Party is Stacey Abrams. So in the case of Georgia, it's very different. But in 49 other states, you have very little interest of the Democratic Party in protecting uh, voter registration. Well, uh, let, me, let me stop you a second, uh, Greg. I drew at one of your press conferences. I drew the ire of one of the leaders of an organization because I said, why do we go through this every two years? In other words, why are the voting machines, do we wait? And, and I don't know if that's the case, but it seems to me from, from my vantage point that every year we see the lines. How comes during the rest of the year we're not saying make sure those voting machines are there, we're waiting, we're watching to ensure that we don't, at the end of the day, when everything is already calculated where machines are going to be, that that occurs. Is there, am I missing something here? Well, look, I don't want to say that the Democratic Party has been completely out to lunch on this. Um, because, for example, um, there uh, was an attempt by a, a right-wing organization called True the Vote 
to remove, are you ready for this? 300,000 voters from the voter rolls challenging them. Georgia has this weird law in which anyone can challenge anyone else's vote and say they shouldn't be allowed to vote. That's leftover Jim Crow racist um, stuff. But an organ, so it hasn't been used until recently, until this month when uh, True the Vote challenged 300,000 voters. And I will say that the Democrat, a Democratic Party organization did go to court. Yes. At 198,351, they said it moved from their addresses. And I went to their addresses. They're at home. We got a Mr. Diaz. He's been, he says, I've been living in this house for 13, 14 years. Um, I filmed them. And then here's what happened. We took these people's names. The judge in the federal case that we filed to put these people back on says, well, um, because the state was making phony noises that they would meet with us and work things out. Because even the judge recognized that the state's list of people that they'd stopped from voting was a phony. He recognized it as he called it discrepancies. Well, discrepancies, about 200,000 discrepancies. So um, they pretended that they were going to meet with us, but then they never met with us to get this straightened out before the election. So uh, me, when I say us, so Latasha Brown, head of Black Voters Matter, co-founder, Latasha Brown and I um, went to, uh, we announced we were going to the Secretary of State's office. The Secretary of State is one of those guys that uh, in each state, which is in charge of your votes, who gets to vote, where you get to vote, etc. So we went uh, to, uh, we said we're going to his office at 11 o'clock to have our meeting and to give him further notice of further legal action. We did so. Uh, when we we were marching up the steps of the state capitol, you know, this old Confederate building with the Confederate statues and all that stuff. And we go past the governor's office. Next door is the uh, secretary of state. And the door is locked. The door is locked and the lights are out. Trying to hide from us because we're trying to give them legal notice and in front of the camera say, when are we going to have this meeting? So they literally just try to hide from us in the dark. So said, Okay. And they had a phone number on the door. We dial a phone number and, of course, just says, leave a message. Well, they thought that they could avoid us. But then Latasha Brown, head of Black Voters Matter, said, I have an idea. I know that they have another office in another building. So we shot over there with the cameras following us. And sure enough, the director of elections was hiding in another office. We found him. We said, OK, come here. And we slapped him with the new legal papers. And we said, where's the meeting? Uh, Latasha Brown says, where's the meeting we're supposed to have? And then I asked a very interesting question. I said, why'd you lie to the federal court? Why did you lie to a court and say uh, that you checked with the post office that these people had moved when you hadn't? Do you want to put their names back on? I gave them the names of the people I just talked to. In fact, that morning, there was a Mr. Samuel. Um, I just spoke to that morning. He said, I haven't moved in 20 years. Um, and, uh, you know, again, Mr. Diaz, um, Martin Luther King's cousin, all these people said, do you want to put him back on the voter rolls? He said, well, well, we'll take a look at it. What do you mean that you'll take a look at it? They're not, they haven't moved. They haven't moved. They're legal voters. Why won't you let them vote? Let these people vote. So look, if the election is under, if the election margin ends up with, um, the Democrats down by 200,000, again, I'm not saying that the Democrats should win. I'm saying that the voters should make that choice. The voters should decide who should be in charge of the United States Senate, not Jim Crow trickery. And unfortunately, that's what we've got in Georgia, Jim Crow trickery. And, and there's other tricks that we've been uncovering there, too. And 
by the way, I'll be back there in, in Atlanta tomorrow with my team. Now, th- you said there are some other tricks that you've uncovered. Yes. What are the tricks that you uncover? Well, for example, go to gregpalace.com and you'll see a story. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a story that we did. We went to Cobb County, Atlanta. Now, Cobb County. I think Atlanta, you did some videos on that, right? Yes, yes. And so, yes, there's a great video by uh, Zach Roberts. It's, it, is that uh, a nine-minute video? Uh, that's uh, that's about a three-minute video. Three-minute video, there'll, okay. There'll be another, more videos coming. Um, in fact, we'll have a new one out from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is launching next uh, on Monday um, about what we're up to. But here we have a three-minute video there in Cobb County. Now, Cobb County is one of six counties that make up Atlanta. It has half a million voters. Now, this was considered rock-solid Republican. This was represented by Newt Gingrich in Congress. So you can imagine how conservative mm-hmm. it is. Well, guess what? In November, Joe Biden won. He didn't just win. He just swept Cobb County, which shocked the Republican-controlled board, uh, county board. What was their reaction? There were 11 voting, only 11 early voting stations in the general election. Not enough. They had three-hour lines. So rather than increase the number of voting stations, they cut the number of voting stations by more than half, from 11 to 5. All six voting stations that they closed, all six were in African-American neighborhoods. All six wow. stations closed. So we put some publicity. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we uh, raised the, uh, uh, an alarm with Barbara Arnwine. Professor Barbara Arnwine at Columbia University, you have to understand, she's probably the considered the best uh, voting rights attorney in America. So she actually went to Cobb and raised hell. So they, they opened up two stations. Um, now, un, it's by the way, it's, it's not only it's against two laws. You can't target black voting in black neighborhoods to close stations. That's a violation of federal law. We still have the Voting Rights Act. That's a violation. But it's also a violation of Georgia law. Georgia law says you can't be closing polling stations. Once you've established them, you can't close them. So it's a straight up violation of law. But you know what they do? They go, yeah, 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 take us to court like we've done. And you'll get a trial next year after the election. After the election. Yeah. And this happens no all the time. Then. You know, the ACLU told me, you know, what we run into in courts is either we're too early. They say, oh, you're, you're too early to file a case. No one's been harmed. And then you get near the election. They say, oh, it's too close to the election to correct things. Well, excuse me. So we're fighting these things. But part of the, the good thing about the fight, Egberto, is that it makes people aware of how important their vote are. One right. thing that Stacey Abrams proved. The, see, the Democratic Party, you have to understand, when you ask why is the Democratic Party reticent about taking on what we call vote suppression, that is not allowing people of color to vote. Um, and, and part of it is there, there was a theory that it sees the party, that if you talk about stealing your vote, that people would be say, well, they're going to steal my vote, so why should I bother voting? Right. That's not what happens. What Stacey Abrams proved in Georgia is that if you make it issue number one, that they're stealing your vote, people say, you're not going to steal my vote. I'm going to go vote. So you've had – so with Stacey Abrams pounding on the, the issue and Latasha mm-hmm. Brown of Black Voters Matter – and of course, Greg Palace, the Palace Investigative Fund, saying your vote is in jeopardy. It's actually ended up with record turnouts in 18 and 
in November. And now you've, I mean, this it's is a again. runoff. You know, this is a runoff. Nor, normally people don't vote in runoffs. These lines are hours and hours long. I mean, it's horrible that it's hours, but it's also exciting. People, and there's scary. a sense of excitement that people are like participating in something powerful. And they're saying, look, if I can't, you know, I'm going to, and those who lost their vote are going to make sure that five people vote in their place. So it's, it's really exciting that the energy down there is quite amazing. And uh, because people are saying, you know, think about it, Egberto. If someone steals your car, you don't throw them the keys and say, oh, what the hell? You might, I might as well just give you the keys. Right. No. Thief. In fact, that's why I don't use the vote, the term vote suppression very much. I, because it's vote thievery. You know, if your car, right, right. You don't say, you don't say my, my car has been suppressed. It's been stolen. So, uh, one of the things, uh, so it's been very exciting to see the people's reaction to this mass vote suppression. And we also had a lot of people, uh, help out. We had a big giant electronic billboard, 20 by 40 feet wide. It was amazing over Atlanta saying, check your registration with, um, the image of Rosario Dawson up there. Uh, so at least people will, oh, there's a Rosario. Then they see, check your registration. <laughs> now, what are you, what are you going to, uh, uh, Atlanta tomorrow for? I mean, uh, today's the last day of early vote in Atlanta, yes. in, in, in Georgia. Yes. So today's the last day of early voting. Right. And my team is down there. We have a uh, team of a dozen people in Georgia already. I, I took a break to come home to, to my family for the holiday, but, um, the, I have a team down there following the early voting today. Now, isn't it interesting? Why would early voting today end today in Georgia when the election is Tuesday? Now, other states that have early voting, it continues up to election day. Right. I mean, what's the problem? The answer is they're not having any polling, any early voting this weekend. Why? Because the Sunday before elections is traditionally the day when African-Americans and Hispanic voters vote. That's souls the, to the poll, right? Soul, it's called souls to the polls. And the reason was is that a lot of lower income people don't have cars. Right. And so they go in caravans with a lot of different people in the church bus going from church. So Hispanic and, and black voters go after church as a group. And even I've, I've been in Dayton where people stand in line in freezing cold for five, six hours. But Souls to the Polls is a very important tradition, usually with a church dinner. Uh, it's a, and so they said, well, we can't have that. We can't have a whole bunch of black people jamming the polls on the Sunday before the election. So uh, there's a GOP plan. And, and look, I have no problem if they win an election. If they win this election, that, that's democracy. If it's fair and square. It, yeah, but don't say, well, what we'll do is we'll eliminate the day when black people vote. We'll make it we'll take them off the voter rolls and say that they've left Georgia. We will uh, cl close the voting stations of black neighbors. Come on. How about you? Hey, can I give a bit of advice to the Republican Party? I'm nonpartisan, but I'll give advice. Here's my cheap advice. Why don't you convince people to vote for you as opposed to stopping them from voting? Maybe that's a new way of doing it. Just explain why you are the be have the better candidate. The best choice. But no, instead they've got to use these tactics to say um, you can't vote, um, and that's um, that's not American. So well, I'm very know, concerned about this. So well, that's I mean, why I'm going back down to to uh, 
to continue the investigation, which, by the way, and I want people to understand. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fed contracts. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You know, we tend to fall asleep between elections on the issue of vote suppression, on the issue of stealing votes. So, okay, so Obama won in 2008 and everyone went to sleep, including his Justice Department. And he got re-election in 12, but there were all kinds of indications of problems. So that by 16, the acceleration of vote-stealing techniques had gone unabated. So we fall asleep between elections. I'm very worried that after this election on Tuesday in Georgia, um, and the count may continue with a war for another week, we don't know. But when that's over, people are going to go to sleep again. And then in 2022... By the way, one of those Senate seats, Will one of the up. senators is only two years long. Understand, right. it's a special election for one yes, of those two yes, seats. Up. Yes. So th- this election, you have to understand, it's crazy. It's going to be rerun in two years. We also expect Stacey Abrams to run for governor in two years. So once again, Georgia will be on the line. Georgia will determine who controls the United States Senate, not only on Tuesday, but in two years. And I can tell you right now. We'll be all jammed up looking at Tuesday. Uh, it'll be the big deal. And then and then people will go to sleep. No, actually, let, let me push back on that. Uh, Good. You know why they won't? Because why? there's a gregpalace.com. There is a <laughs> politics done right. And there is a whole lot of independent folks that are saying we're not going to repeat 20, uh, 2010. We're not going to repeat 2016. We are going to repeat 2018, 2020, and 2022. That is going to be new, the new modus operandi. So you're, you're telling me that you'll actually have me on after the election. <laughs> oh, uh, Greg, you are a regular. I mean, you're okay. gonna, you're, you, uh, we are going to make sure that that message stays out there. You are go- I mean, you, you are, let, one of the things about it is when you have people on the ground, when you're on the ground out there, you can come out and say things the way they are. There are some videos that I, I'm going to try to find. I think uh, one of your, your, your uh, people that work for you sent yes. me a video and she says, yes, please go ahead and play this as well. Yes. And okay. so um, it, it's one that has, I'm going to go ahead and do that as well, because um, what we have is, we're not going to keep up this uh, mainstream media thing where we only deal with the flashy stuff. We're going to deal with the real stuff, and we're going to try to make it flashy so that the real stuff got get the coverage that it Well, I, I think get. our stuff is pretty darn interesting. I think yes. that we're less boring than the average news report. 
of who's winning, who's up, who's down, what the polls say. This guy's winning, this guy's losing. It's the horse race stuff. I don't care about that. I care about what's really happening with the issues and with the voters. Absolutely and, so, Greg. And so Absolutely. what's happening is, you know, like the New York Times reported when we – they did report when we filed our suit against the state of Georgia. And then they did a, a profile of uh, Latasha Brown yesterday. But they said our case was dismissed by the judge. No, it wasn't. Sorry, New York Times. You've got this wrong. Right. We have a trial coming up. What the judge said you can't do is he says you didn't give them enough notice. We didn't tell uh, to the state to put these people back on the rolls. Exactly. Vote. Now, that's a heck of a lot. So that's we lost. Technically, it's called losing your uh, request for an emergency injunction. But the trial is going ahead and the exposure of the lies of the state is going ahead. And I know the truth is, while we got in the New York Times and when we filed the suit because it's before the election, I fear what happens after the election when we all go blind when the media stops no, covering no, those no. issues. We're, we're not letting that happen. Look, um, we got to go here, uh, Greg. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to add before we check out of here? No, just uh, stay tuned at, uh, at uh, obviously, Politics Done Right and also go to gregpalast.com for our continuing reports up to and through the election and most important after the election it's not over it keep let's not fall asleep please keep aware go to gregpalast.com stay with politics done right and folks also i want you to please uh, get his tweets greg underscore palast at greg underscore palast uh, because he sends out tweets frequently and what yes. we need to do is for the people that are really out there on the ground we yes. need to make sure that they get the visibility uh, so that people understand what's going on. When Greg talks about people falling asleep after the election, that has happened so many times. Let's not let that happen. Greg puts out some good tweets, and actually, sometimes he puts out some funny tweets. So yes. uh, <laughs> I try to make it entertaining. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's, so, it's so again, stories. Right. So please good. go to gregpalast.com and also please, please uh, follow. Greg underscore palace. Greg, it was my pleasure having you on Politics Done Right once again. Please keep up the great work because we need that work that you're doing out there with all those great people in Georgia. And back at you, same. Thank you, Egberto. I hope you enjoyed that. That's good old Greg Palace. I say good old. I mean good young Greg Palace. Love the guy. Um, hey, Ravi El Caban. How you doing, my friend? Bridge MCP, Linda E, Dan Marks from Hawaii, my buddy from the old days of running the 28th Amendment that actually was about, uh, uh, about yeah, you're right, you're right, it was money out of politics and money is not speech and, and all that good stuff that we did. It's still, Move to Amend is still going strong. Uh, let's see, uh, Dan Marks, who else is here? Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Uh, British MCP, I called you out. Uh, Christine Park, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Linda E. Great scene, Linda E. Bridge MCP. Yesterday, both of you were at our end of year, our Politics Done Right end of year Zoom chat. Thank you for being there. Both of you had a whole lot of good stuff to say. Uh, let's see who else is here with us. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Nanette Bird-Smith. Nanette Bird-Smith was there too. Uh, who else was there? Let's see. Let's see. Who else was there? Uh, calling out folk. Calling out folk. Uh, Bridge MCP, thank you for that super chat. 
And Gonzalez, J.A. Gonzalez, thank you for becoming a subscriber. Love you guys. Uh, let's see who else. Linda Joe Kessinger, how are you doing? Uh, para ver quién más está aquí. Okay, if I miss you, just send me a, an, an email to the bottom of the thing. Sharon McMillan, welcome aboard. Daryl Daryl Leesinger, welcome aboard. Tom Hines, welcome aboard. Actually, Tom Hines, I used you to, to kind of segue into that uh, Daily Coast piece. Thank you for that comment that you made. It, it, it brought that in. It's one thing that I wanted to play anyway, and you, you made it. You kind of brought a good segue there. Deborah John, welcome aboard. If I missed you and didn't call you out, please send me another piece because I like to acknowledge everybody that has given me the honor to listen to a few minutes or the entire hour of our program because on the internet you have places that you can be. Unlike some, I consider it the honor to have you because this is your program. And I say that with all honesty and humility and want you guys to realize that unless we are that way, those of us that, are, that have a platform, unless we come to you in that form, we are nothing more than a mouthpiece. So if you're listening to others, make sure that they also have the humility to realize that it is that what we're looking at is people power, the power of us all. Let's remember that. Anyhow, folks, if you are on YouTube right now, I want to ask you, become a part of our, what is it called, uh, Bridge MCP? Our PDR Posse. Our PDR Posse. If you're on YouTube as well, check out one of our shirts, the hoodies, the shirts, all that good stuff, folks. And click that join button. It's cheap. $1.99. We want thousands of $1.99s if we are to be able to get ourselves the producer, the cutter, the, the, the person who's going to handle more of our internet because that's how we grow. You know, all those big guys on the internet, people say, Berto, wait a minute. Well, you know, why don't you do this and that? I mean, I'm working 16 hours a day. I can't get much more stuff than there. I'm automating a lot. I keep getting more automated. But we need more, more hands, just like how some of these other internet guys have three, four, five. Some of them have 10 people that's doing this stuff. We need some more, but we can't do that until we build our base. So please, those of you that are listening, consider clicking that join button. Also, get my book. That helps us as well. The book is called it's worth it how to talk to your right wing relatives friends and neighbors i just put the link in there so please consider getting it there but if you want to eliminate the middleman go to our store that is politicsandright.com slash store politicsandright.com slash store and you can also get some other t-shirts and all that kind of stuff there as well but what we need as well are patrons. We need all kinds. We created a, a, a level of membership so that people in every strata can actually become members. We all, like I told folks on our, our chat yesterday, we all want to be a big, big, bad team. So anyhow, go to our patron, politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash patron. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Of course, we also take PayPal. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal. Look, I've got to get out of here, but I want to thank you guys so kindly for being here on New Year's Eve. I want to wish everybody a very, very happy New Year. A lot of people say, we can't get out of 2020 
fast enough. 2021 has to be better. My daughter wrote a little message. You know, my daughter had a stroke and she's going through some issues right now with her left side. And the girl is a trooper. She's fighting through it to try to keep that left side strong. She's a trooper. Love my girl. And she wrote in a piece, I am not going to jinx 2021 by saying 2021 is going to be a better year. I'm going to do what it takes to make 2021 a better year. I'll try my best to make 2021 a better year. So in that light, I'm not going to say a year can't be worse than 2020 because you know what? A year can get worse than 2020. America can get worse than it did in 2020. Donald Trump could decide to unleash the the clown boys, whatever boys we they call them, the hood boys. I don't know what what boys the. Come on, guys, what boys are we talking about? He could decide to unleash those guys. There's a lot that can go worse in 2021. So as my daughter says, let's not jinx 2021. Let's make 2021 what it ought to be. Let's all work together. Not only among our posse, not only among those that we know. Let's work together to bring people into our posse. The more people we bring into our posse, the more people that are out there, the least, the less amount of people, the Boogaloo boys, the, the Proud boys, the less people that are out there to do wrong. So if we let people know, come on in, come on in, have the doors open, there are less of them out there. And as they see, you know something, peer pressure is a, is a strong thing. If we let the peer pressure rain, then it's going to rain. So folks, let's to hell with 2020 and let's make 2021. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.